0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
1: There's a big matchup this weekend in the NFL. I'm not talking about, what is it, Miami and Kansas City and Germany. or No. I'm talking about Frank Reich versus old team. I'm talking about the Colts and the Panthers. James Boyd of The Athletic. Covers the Colts, so we thought we'd bring him on to preview that game. He joins us on the Heister Automotive Group Hotline, uh, James. Thank you very much for for taking the time. Uh, we kind of know what it's like to uh, look at this from Frank Reich going up against the the team that moved on from him. H- how does facing Frank Reich look from the Colts' perspective? Is it as you know, seemingly personal or, or revenge filled? What, what's that relationship like?
0: No, it's not revenge-filled. I think the guys in the locker room have a lot of great things to say about him, a lot of respect for him, and it really was, in a sense, kind of sticking up for him. Um, I know Zaire Franklin said this week when I asked him about Frank Reich, he was like, "Hey, that wasn't just him going through that last season. We all went through that. You know, it was all of us kind of having a hand and not, you know, having the success that we wanted last year." But at the same time, he was like, "Frank's on the other side. You know, he's an offensive-minded coach. I'm a defensive player." Yeah, I know what I'm gonna bring, he knows what I'm gonna bring as well. So I'm excited for that. And I think either way it goes, whatever outcome occurs, one fan base will be very petty to the other one, which is what I like. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um how, how much like well, obviously in very similar situations with with a new coach taking over, what's the, the temperature on Shane Steichen? And and you know, if 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 fan bases are going to get petty, what's you know, maybe can the Carolina Panthers use against Shane Steichen if if they win this one?
0: I mean, I don't think there could be like any long-term things you can use against him. I do think that the fans here love Shane Steichen, the Mm -hmm. staff um, around him. The players really seem to have bought into his philosophy, his style, his edge. Um, A little bit different flavor than Frank Reich. Obviously, was more kind of uh, reserved. But I do think that um, one of the criticisms as of late with with Shane is sometimes some of the clock management stuff. And then also, last week, the biggest thing was John Taylor didn't touch touch the ball hardly in the second half. You know, it, it was a weird game where we were thinking, is JT hurt? Like, why isn't the best player in your offense not touching the ball? And he was like, no, the game just kind of got away from us. And, you know, we kind of got into a throw-heavy you know, offense or went up tempo and Zach Moss was doing good. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I get all that. You're a really good play caller, all those things. But let's not make this too complicated. The best players touch the ball. And so we'll see if that's the case this week in Carolina. But I think the biggest thing is that um, both franchises have kind of moved on. But this just brings up, a reason to kind of rehash everything. I was even going through some old stories like, wow, this all happened last year. Where'd the time go?
1: James Boyd of the athletic connecting with us on the Easter automotive automotive group hotline. He covers the Colts ahead of Colts Panthers this weekend. Uh, you actually, you, you jumped ahead to one of the things I want to talk about. The Panthers give up 140 roughly yards rushing per game, which, which leaves you vulnerable. Uh, will it be Jonathan Taylor or will it be Zach Moss? Because you know, Zach Moss is still surprisingly near the top of a whole bunch of, you know, statistical categories in the NFL, despite the fact that Jonathan Taylor's been back now for, you know, at least a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, JT's been back for a month at this point, and I think that it'll still be him as the lead back. But one of the weird things about this season, I think they have to kind of keep in uh mind, although they will never admit it, is they've lost three in a row, right? They're three and five that kind of inkling of, oh, maybe we can go on a run, that has kind of faded. And now I'm like, will they you know, continue to split these refs because they want to preserve JT? It's like, hey, if our season isn't what we want it to be, maybe we don't ride our best player into the ground for a lost season. So I do think there's going to be splits there. However, JT's kind of been itching for that breakout game. He had 120 yards from scrimmage against Cleveland with a great defense. You know, had a really big first half against the Saints last week. So it feels like that 100-yard game is coming. And what better way to do it than against a team that's kind of struggled against the run? Uh
1: going back to to Frank Reich, I I always think it's interesting because, you know, the if you cover the Colts, you you know Frank Reich so well. And then the Panthers and, and Panthers fans and Panthers uh enthusiasts are are getting to know him. Were you surprised that he gave up play calling so early in his tenure with the Panthers, right? And and already Thomas Brown, their offensive coordinator, has taken over?
0: I was a little bit surprised because that's been Frank's bread and butter, right? Throughout mm-hmm. his career, he's been kind of defined by that and, and his ability to sort of build game plans around his quarterback. However, I do think he's just in a different light now, a different realm. And um, it can be a lot because it's one thing to kind of build an offense um, and call the plays for someone who is a veteran as opposed to, okay, we have a rookie quarterback back there. Have to worry about his development, also to worry about what the team is thinking, all those other things, all those other factors that are kind of uh, weighing down on him. So I think it's a different situation. Whereas, had he had a quarterback maybe that he's known for years or has put it on tape for years, maybe it's easier to kind of have that role. But when you don't know, not I'm gonna say not I don't want to say not know, but when you have to kind of figure out how to build some things around him, maybe it's just one less thing for him to worry about, you know, on game day as far as just managing the overall team.
1: The the three names that are going to be linked forever uh, at the top of this most recent draft. And we're talking with James Boyd of The Athletic covering the the Indianapolis Colts are Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. Uh, you know, we're going to have comparisons 20 years from now on how these three and their, their careers pan out. It is... You know, How do you react to, well, Anthony Richardson finishes third as a rookie by default because he, he only got it, you know, a month of play, and now we're seeing Bryce Young improve and C.J. Stroud do this. Meanwhile, Richardson's just going to be out the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, it's tough because he looked really good when he was in there, and I cannot state enough that he is the player, of all the players I've covered from high school to the NFL, I can't look at the box score with him and, and really tell what kind of game he had because You know, you can look and see and like, oh, I think he was like 11 of 25 passing against the Rams. (laughs) But for like a quarter and a half, he was the best player on the field. Explosive plays. He made this crazy 38-yard pass on the field with Aaron Donald like dragging him down. He did like this flick jump pass. And you're like, you can't teach that. And so um, disappointing, of course, that he isn't going to go up against and face, you know, Bryce Young, who also was in a discussion for will the coach trade up and go get him, those types of things. However, I think that the Colts and the team and the fan base feels really good about him. Now it's just a matter of, can he stay healthy? I don't think they will really change who they picked. It's just, you know, okay, we got the guy. He's shown enough. You know, he's a pretty good passer. His floor is higher than I thought it would be. But at the same time, you're concerned because he only finished one of the, I believe, four games he played in this year healthy. Other than that, he was banged up after a couple of games. had a concussion in the game, missed the game due to concussion. Then obviously the shoulder and the shoulder surgery. So, disappointing but i do think that uh there's going to be a lot of hyperbolic uh, opinions after this weekend good or bad do,
1: do you see the irony because right uh, the the Bryce Young is 5'10 190 pounds or whatever he is and and all of the worry was that the that the small guy would get hurt and he wouldn't be able to, to survive the rigors and physicality of the NFL and you just brought it up the guy that's you know 6'4 240 and he's built like superman uh didn't make it out of many games and is now done for the year Does that change the way we should evaluate the possible durability of of quarterbacks?
0: Absolutely. I think that's always been sort of a um, issue when we talk about athletes in general, it's like, oh, he's big, he's fast, he's strong. He can't get hurt. Yes, he can. I mean, the Colts really went through it um, up close and personal with Andrew Luck. I mean, he was a freak athlete as well, built like a tank and he got hurt. And so you cannot expect these guys to just be invincible. Although, you would think in a vacuum, oh yeah, the big guys aren't going to get hurt. No, it's not the case. And then the weird thing about Anthony is that one of the things I want to push back on for even some of the fans out there is like he hasn't been doing some reckless Superman, um, Josh Allen type plays. <laughs> All of his plays have been relatively normal. The ones he's got hurt on, I mean, the, the shoulder issue was just a routine tackle that happens probably every week in the NFL. And for him, it was just super unlucky. Now, obviously, he has to come back and shake that injury-prone narrative, which will you know, be something we talk about. But um again, it's not like he's going to be Superman just because he's big. That's not the case at all. And honestly, when you see him in person, you do wonder, like, how? Because he's <laughs> huge. <laughs> and I think personally, like, how is he the same, you know, species as me? I saw Bryce Young at the combine and I'm like, wait a second, he's my height. Like, what's going on? So, again, sometimes it's just, uh, you know, whatever God gave you, I guess, whatever you believe in as far as staying healthy or not staying healthy and all those things. But one thing is for certain is that he hasn't been taking some crazy hits, but you do have to reevaluate how you use him because I believe the three injuries he had this year, he had like a knee thing early, you know, he had the concussion, he had the shoulder. They were all on runs outside of the pocket. So it is something that they have to keep an eye on going forward.
1: Last one for you, James, b- before we let you go. Uh, a lot of UNC fans in the area were, were pretty surprised to see how far Josh Downs fell down the uh, – the the draft there and, and you know maybe thought it should have been a round or two higher. Uh, has has Indy figured out that he's their number one yet, or are they they still saying oh it's Pittman and even though all the targets are going to Josh Downs.
0: No Pittman's their number one. Um, and just to give him a little bit of credit, he has dealt with a crazy you know quarterback you know merry-go-round where every year he's had a different quarterback in his career. Um, sometimes, you know, even last year, obviously three quarterbacks in one year and he still produced. He's their number one. I do think the reason why Josh Downs had a lot of success is because you have to get so much attention to Pittman. However, Josh Downs is a baller. And I do think that everyone around here is like he's T.Y. Hilton Jr. He's the best. You know, I'm so glad we got him. And he's a really good interview, Um, really special player and just a really smart player. I think the only thing that, was, you know, kind of a knock on him was his size. But I tend to lean towards production. When you look at certain guys, and I'm like, okay, this guy did it, you know, at a pretty good school um, for a number of years. And when Reggie Wayne was vouching for him throughout the draft combine, you figured he'd be pretty good. And he's living up to the hype so far.
1: James, we appreciate we appreciate you for taking the time to uh, to join us, and uh, may, maybe we'll we'll do this again, but only after you know Bryce Young has a big game, and we get to we get to rub it in some faces. All right.
0: I appreciate. I think the Colts <laughs> are gonna win, but if they don't, just burn the tape. <laughs> all
1: right, sounds good. Thanks, James. This weekend means more for Frank Reich. I, I, I do not accept any other thought process. It means more. It does. It just does. Frank Reich versus the Colts. That's how I'm looking at this. Everybody else is just trying to help him out. Everybody else is just trying to win. The Colts fired Frank Reich and replaced him with Jeff darn Saturday. Remember how ridiculous that was? Yes. Jeff Saturday had three mediocre years coaching high school football, and other than that, he sat at a desk talking about offensive line pancakes, and and then he took over for Frank Reich. If you expect a competitor like Frank Reich not to take that personally, I wholeheartedly disagree with your thought process. And by the way, it's not like the situation that he quote-unquote failed at in Indianapolis was easy. Now, I'm not saying they should have given him a a lifetime contract, but let's not forget he signed up to be the Colts coach when he thought he'd just now be going into the, hey, do you think we should start thinking about Andrew Luck moving on portion of his career? He took over the Colts with Andrew Luck, and it was very difficult for him to recover from an all-time great quarterback retiring at 29 years old. Right. He, he should be in the Russell Wilson portion of his career right now because they were in the same draft class. That's right. Forgot about that. So that's, that's what he took over, and, and obviously it didn't go that way. He had five years, five different quarterbacks. So uh, didn't always break his way. This is personal. Frank Reich talked to the media today, and he mentioned it always means a little bit more. In this particular case, yeah, yeah it, it always means a little bit more. But it's not, for me, it's not, a, not more, for some people, when that happens, it may be, means more in a vengeful way. I don't look at it like that. I don't look, I've never looked at it, you know. Motivated, yes. Highly motivated, yes. Um, but it's more, yeah, it's just a different perspective. It's a different perspective. But um, it, it's both can be true. It's just another game, but it also, you know, you understand it's a different dynamic. I think both of those things can be true. I don't know if they can, Frank, to be honest with you. It means more, but not in a vengeful way. That's like saying, you know, it's, it's, it weighs more than 60 pounds, but it's less than 20 pounds. Like it actually, it can't work that way. It means more because of your vengeful thoughts. You want to show them they made a mistake from moving on, that you were the best, that you are the best, that they should have kept you. They should have valued you. It'd be weird if you didn't think that way. It'd be weird if you were like, well, you know, I get it. I wasn't very good. It'd be weird if you thought that way. I, I have a, a movie that I'm going to reference here that my guess is many of you don't even know existed. But you know the franchise. You heard of Major League? Yes. Jake Taylor, Roger Dorn, Serrano, Willie Mays, Hayes, The Squad. You've, Wild
0: Thing Ricky Vaughn?
1: Wild Thing Ricky Vaughn. The manager spoke like this. you him the heater, Ricky. Uh, the, the, you've heard of Major League Two. Many of the same cast gets together, but suddenly it's, oh, look, that's Omar Epps playing Willie Mays Hayes. That's a different guy, but largely the same crew. Have you heard of Major League Three? Back to the minors. Unfortunately. I love that movie. Weird nostalgia for me. I absolutely love that movie. But there is a point where they're getting ready for the big game. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the details because it applies to Frank Reich. I promise you. I bring Major League Three back to the minors, back to Frank Reich. Come with me on this journey. There's a uh, a personal rivalry between the managers of the two clubs that are going to end up fu- uh, playing at the end of Major League Three, back to the minors. Now, it also happens to be the Minnesota Twins and the Minnesota Twins AAA affiliate. But uh, how they get there is less important than what I'm about to tell you. The manager of the the one team and the manager of the other team hate each other. They've gotten into fistfights in this movie. They the the one has made advances on the other one's wife. They hate each other, or a girlfriend at the time, eventually fiance. They hate each other. And this is the speech. I went up and looked it up, right? I got it right off the IMDB page. This is word for word, the speech from protagonist, manager of the, the buzz, Gus Cantrell. He, say, he says this in the locker room to his team before the big, the big game. And I encourage Frank Reich to use this same speech word for word. I know most coaches would tell you to go out there and have fun or to fulfill your dream. I am asking that you win this one for me. Yeah, win this one for Gus Cantrell. So let's stay loose, have fun, let's go out there and take a bite out of the big team's bleep. That's what I want Frank Reich to do. Channer his inner Gus Cantrell from Major League 3 back to the minor cinematic classic that I used to have on VHS. Just say, this one is for me. This team out there said I wasn't good enough. I need you, Bryce Young, to go out there and dice them up so I can talk trash. I need you, Frankie Louvu, to go out there and knock Gardner Minshew on his behind three or four times so I can talk trash. And not to talk trash that you'd actually expect from Frank Reich, because Frank Reich's not going to go over there and get in anyone's face. I'm talking about the type of trash that Frank Reich would would, uh, talk which is running over there after a win and shaking the other team's hand with a good firm handshake, looking them in the eye and saying, good game, coach. While everybody knows what that means, that's what they're looking to do. In a season where you are one in six, any motivation helps. Sure, you're not technically mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, right? You're still in the running, but you need to get a run going before you even let your your mind wander down that path. And a good way to do that would be to get back-to-back wins. You just beat the Houston Texans. Now you have the Indianapolis Colts, whatever motivation is necessary. And if Frank Reich, if the team cares about him, if he's put in the work, if they came together at training camp the way a team is supposed to come together at training camp, they will lay themselves and their physical beings on the line to give Frank Reich a one-up on the team that fired him. Sometimes it's that simple. Ready for another movie reference? This one will be quicker, I promise. Hit me. The Town? Oh, I love that movie. When, when Ben Affleck comes in and says, hey, we got to go, we got to hurt some people, and I can't tell you anything about it, what does uh, uh, Jeremy Renner's character say? Whose car are we taking? Whose car are we taking? It's not a good Boston accent, but it's a great sentiment, right? The enemy of my friends is my sworn enemy. I don't need to know what they did to you, and I'm riding along. Heck, we'll drive my car if we need to. Mm-hmm. I need Frank Reich to go into that that locker room and say, hey, listen, everybody, that team out there, they did something to me. I'm not going to give you all the details. I'm not going to explain to you that I thought I'd be coaching Andrew Luck. I'm not going to explain to you that Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan decided they were just going to completely fall off the edge as soon as I was coaching them. I'm not going to explain all of that to you. I just need you to go out there and handle some business. And I need Bryce Young to look at him and go, coach, whose car are we taking? Yeah. I need it to be that on site and if you get up two touchdowns, make it three touchdowns. And if you get up mm-hmm. three touchdowns, make it four touchdowns. Pour it on. Leave no doubts. Another good movie reference. Yes. I don't want them to gain another yard. I want them to remember forever the night they played the Titans. Hashtag Coach Host. As someone who has coached against former schools
0: before, I did in college, coached against former schools. Oh, it's personal. Oh, heck it yeah, is very it's very much personal. Even if you left that school on your own terms, it's still
1: personal. Athletes are notorious grudge holders. Mm-hmm. I remember in college playing against teams that I thought should have recruited me more than they did, or offered scholarships to guys that I thought was better than that I was better than. Heck, those matchups were personal. Oh yeah, there are jobs that I applied for at other colleges that I got turned down or or wasn't even interviewed or something like for when I played against them or coached against them. I should say. Oh, you know I'm running it up. And, it's, and it it's happened. Even, and it's like those things. W- me and you were the only ones that knew, right? Mm-hmm. Frank Reich. Everybody knows. Oh, we all know. Everybody knows that the Colts fired you and replaced you with a cartoon character. Not saying Jeff Saturday as a person is a cartoon character. I'm saying what he represented as a head coach in the NFL was a cartoon character. A guy that had absolutely no experience. And and even if you look at his playing career, he played most of it with Peyton Manning. You think you had a lot of say into the offense? You think you had a lot of say into the strategy? Peyton Manning's offense. It's it's one of those deals where Frank Reich has every right to be mad. I think he should be. I think he should be vengeful. I think he should be bitter. And I think he should do everything he possibly can to get his team to carry out his venge his vengeance. To go get his, you know, uh, you know, you will hear my vengeance, right? What is it? Uh, I, another movie reference? Let's go down uh, Gladiator. My name is Frank Reich, son of a, a, an older Reich, yeah. father of, of children, and and you will hear my vengeance in this life or the next. I think he's gonna go the Batman. I am vengeance. Sure, let's go with let's all the movie it. references. The one thing I will say for Reich, though. Make sure the you, you don't go too far with the emotion where it actually inhibits what you do on the sideline. Oh, but he's not calling plays anymore. That's a good point. <laughs> what, hey, is he, what is he going to do, call a quick timeout? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is it, he going to do? Fourth and 12 of your own 30-yard We're line. We're going go for, for it. it. I, I want to see it.
0: I kind of do, I want to see it. I kind of do. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding.